Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm Invisible John. Hello. And uh, we are here in Amigo Studios at our third annual Halloween Spooktacular. We're going to be talking about Castlevania. These are always gold. These are always They've our best They've never episodes. been bad. <laughs> we've, never, we've never reviewed a bad Halloween game, not one. Never. We did Fright Night. We did uh, Elvira. El- Both Elvira, Elvira games. games. And the third mystery game we had a look at. Then we also had, the, do we do Ghouls and Ghosts on Halloween? Yeah. I guess we've done three. I don't know how we ended up doing so. Maybe we did two. Maybe we did like a month of Halloween. Yeah, shows. that must have been it. Wow, what a month that Boy, must have been. That, that was the month the podcast almost shut down. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they we weren't actually originally even going to do um, Castlevania. Uh, we were going to do uh, Night Stalker 2 or something like that. Then we were going to do Dark Sea. Both those games were awful. Nightbreed. Nightbreed. Um, Dark Stalker 2 would be awesome, but I don't think they made that for the Amiga. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but anyway, we settled on uh, an awesome game, Castlevania. It's very Halloween y. Yeah. So, anyway, um, before we get into Castlevania, Aaron, what's new in the world? Uh, oh, wait a minute. Before we go into that, We've actually, the show's going off the rails immediately. Uh, we got some feedback. So the first piece of feedback we have is from an Amigos listener. <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> he listens to another podcast. Why don't we, we've got our lines crossed. So this is, uh, this is Dazzly. Um, this is Dazzly. He is uh, from the UK. Uh, Darren Hall. He sent us this picture of him sporting his brand new Amigos t-shirt. So uh, thanks, Daz, for sending that in. Daz is a big Redskins fan. Oh. So we appreciate that. Man, bad so, year for you, dude. So, yeah, Daz, thank you for uh, being my partner in misery with the Redskins. Then <laughs> um, we got some feedback, too. All right. Um, Alt-tab ceases to work. Um, Mark Kant wrote in. He says, hi, guys. Greetings from Scotland. Mm. Uh, he was an A500 user back in the 80s and early 90s. And now a CD32 user for the past 25 years. Dang. Yeah. It's got a good motor in it, don't um, it? He says, enjoying your show, new listener. Wondering how I can listen to the early episodes. Uh, the iPhone won't let him see any episodes earlier than episode 92. Mm-hmm. So, uh, iTunes. We, uh, we did figure this out. This has nothing to do with iTunes. Oh, it has it everything does. to do with my ineptitude, which is... Pretty much everything in the, the it's podcast. Pretty yeah. Um, so, <laughs> what happened was the RSS reader hadn't been updated. It was only updated to do the last 25 episodes or so. I've since cleared that. So, if you update your RSS feed on any podcatcher, which you don't actually have to do anything, you just have to launch it and look at all the episodes, you should be able to access all 117. Amigos episodes. There's actually more than 117 because we have some unnumbered episodes as you well. You know, this is a, sort of to the point, but so I was doing some in, uh, investigation 
for the podcast, right? And I'm milling around. I'm doing, you know, professional investigative crapola. And I see this thing. It says Amigos Podcast. I'm like, what's this? And I click on it, and it's just some random, you know, place out in the internet void. It's got all of our episodes ready to go. Like, listen. Really? <laughs> like, what is this? It's just like that guy on YouTube. There's just some guy that just started reposting, reposting our, our stuff under his name. To get some of that hot, hot ad money that's well, rolling Well, but how, how disappointed is that guy? <laughs> you know, but it's weird that you occasionally just, I don't remember sharing our feed or anything with this guy, so I don't know. Weird. Where, who knows? Yeah. Weird. Uh, we also heard from uh, Try to Wave Zod. Ooh. And he what says, name, eh? uh, he's commenting on our Zool 2 episode. Yes. And he says, both, both Zools were always crap, then and now. One wow. of my He says, one of my favorite Sonic clones for the Amiga is Quee, or possibly Key, the Thunder Rabbit. Ooh. It I came out that. late in the Amiga's life, but I love it. Please give it a review. If you do, make sure you get the CD32 version. It's got more graphics and a button for jump. Have you ever heard of that one? I have not. So we'll have to check that out, maybe you know, in our next Amigos Plays session. You're going to be appalled by this. But I played some more Zool 2 this week. I've been playing a crap load of Amiga. I've been on, I'm just feeling the flow, right? And so I played some more Zool 2, and I went back and played some more Zool 1. I played, Zool 2 is it, it, quite a bit better, and it, it's it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff you can do. It's the exploration's nice. It's not that bad. Okay. So I, I'm, I, I'm you're, not, you're you're walking back. You're early. I'm not walking review. it back, but I'm just sort of um, it's electric sliding it back. <laughs> boogie oogie oogie. That's right. Um. All right. Well, that concludes our feedback from last week. So now it's actually time to move on Let to me, the Amiga uh, news. Hold on one second here. Let me uh, get the uh, Gambletron 5000 here. I gotta put on my Lucha goggles for the big match. So, since you're already there, what's the first big thing on there? Let's let's have you uh, start the show here. Well, we've got um, a retro Raspberry Pi case shared by Jonas Rulo here on the uh, Google Plus page. Uh, these are, um, my guess, they're, they're called Micro Machines. They're 3D printed Raspberry Pi cases. Um, looks like they have a uh, Amiga, um, a C64. Is that because they've got a ZX Spectrum there? Is that an Atari ST? An Atari ST. Those look pretty good. They look yep. very reminiscent. I don't know what that thing is. Is that the? That's a. Is that the? Oh, it's a BBC. A, yeah. The micro. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, micro. Right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, they, they're cute. You know, I like the the ST looks nice, doesn't it? Yeah. Those yeah. are those are interesting looking. They did a good job. Yeah. But I believe these were pretty pricey, uh, little ditties. But hey, it's a cool thing to put your pie in. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so let's see what we've got here that's not site related. Um, <clears throat> Oh, one thing I wanted to mention. Our buddies over at Indie Retro News are doing a little fundraising. They're up against the wall on their server fees. So if, you, uh, if you're feeling the flow and, and you use Indie, and I think most a lot of people use them, drop these guys a few bucks because they do it. They're literally the leader for Amiga News. Mm-hmm. And not just Amiga, but... Yeah, I know I'll be donating because yeah, we, we depend on these guys. We, we love these guys. Yeah. Um, Sorry. If you heard that rustling, that was me. I forgot my microphone was attached to my body. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're a green fool. 
So there wasn't a whole lot of Amiga news this week, but there was a ton of site news. So let's get into that. Okay. Um, Straight off the bat, let's talk about Kickstart 11. Can you believe there's 11 of these? It's hard to know. Now, I was flipping through this today, and it's top shelf. And actually, we're going to do a little bit later on from the magazine. But uh, Neil did a great job. Uh, He's a... these things have been getting pulled down quite quickly, and uh, man, uh, the new uh, the formatting of it is just tremendous. I really like it. I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet. I'm about halfway through, but man, it's a it's a good episode. So uh, again, Kickstart is the free Amiga magazine directly available from our page. Everything uh, everythingamiga.com. Uh, hop over, download it. It's in PDF format. Relive those glory days. Don't let them pass you by. Plus, there are new stuff in there. You know, it's a great mix. Neil is tremendous at it. So I want to get that out there straight. If you haven't gotten it yet, go get it. Now, that's Kickstart. So next on the docket here, we want to talk about uh, Gary's new video. Now, it's funny he should have put this up. In fact, Gary's in chat with us right now, the Huck. he has got himself a NewTek Digiview Gold Capture device. And this is a good video. Of course, Gary's stuff's always great. Very popular. Uh, uh, you know, it always is. Look at that. As we flip through it here, he's showing uh, some of his library there. Now, I had a very similar Digiview device to this. And with the color wheel, the whole nine yards. And it is the goofiest thing you ever saw. Have you ever digitized anything like that, boat? I don't. I don't honestly know what this thing is. It's a it's a um, it's a camera that hooks up that you do basically screen grabs with. Okay. Um, of course, it's to to do all the colors. You have a color wheel that you spin, and it'll it'll, it'll do different passes of the different of the different color wheel shades. So is this got. a camera that you'd put directly in front of your monitor? Well, you're not taking pictures of the screen, man. You're taking pictures of something else, like a magazine or a, or a photo or a, whatever you put down there. Mm. All right. Um, you got to remember, back in the day, this stuff was... It's funny now we've got these, these cell phones. I, as I hold mine up, you know what's a bit of me? Uh, what uh, is that thing? It's a cell phone, <laughs> man. But uh, they all got the camera, digital camera. But back in the back in the Dizay, no easy task to get a digital photo. It was difficult. I remember downloading photos off the internet or off the BBS. It's just because I was like, "Wow, look! Somebody took a picture of like that. That's a beautiful rendered apple, or that's a that's a that's a good looking chick." And they took a picture. It was you were like, "I'm looking at this on my computer," and and so I know that seems silly, but in the old days, digitized graphics were like, I mean, it was a big deal to get. If you had a big library of these, and everybody would be downloading. It was it was cool. So Gary did a good job on that. Gary's stuff's always great. Um. So next, we're going to talk about Dreamcatcher. You want to take this one, Boat? Yeah. So uh, Dreamcatcher has reviewed another game. Um, this is one. Had you heard of this one before? Uh, you know, I, I, I have. I actually loaded it up one time and fiddled with it, but I didn't do much with it. So this is Lollipop. And this actually, I think, looks really good. Yeah, it does. It looked real good. Um, I think Rainbow, was it Rainbow Arts? Yeah, Rainbow did? Arts. So it's yeah. Turrican. You know, the same. Same guy, same outfit. And um, I think that we need to give this a look because, uh, you know, there are so many poor platformers on the Amiga. To find a good one, you know, amongst the, a diamond in the rough, if you will, uh, this, 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 this looks like it might be a winner. It does have sort of a very large, well, it's not very large compared to some of the games we'll look at, but it's got a significant uh, HUD on it there. 
but it does look like you've got some inventory management that you're doing. Um, some you items have a big to collect things. It's the Amiga way. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, we'll we'll have to check that out. So thank you, Dreamcatcher. Make sure you make sure you read. Of course, Dreamcatcher doesn't just review games. He 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 pulls them inside out. You know. Oof. Oh boy, is it over already? Who for was that masked man? Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Hot up in there. It's hard. I mean, just imagine. Mr. Wrestling 2 probably didn't take that thing off for decades. and yet He did. He, he was. I love Mr. Wrestling 2. Of all the people you should bring up, he's one of my favorites. As a kid, he was just great. Yeah. The rubber man, Johnny Walker. You never saw him without his mask. Well, I, this is, I, that guy left. I just kind of put his mask on my head. And mm-hmm. This is, this is okay. just me. Okay, okay, okay. That was Lucha Aaron. This is regular Aaron. So anyway, uh, that's it for the side updates this week. No. What? No, it's not. What else? What else is there? Because I myself put some things up. Oh, this I way. don't look at your things. How dare you, sir? Um, so, first thing I put up this week was a look at last week's game, which Ibis. was Zool Two. Zool Two. And Zool Two, I like I said, I had I had a run at it, and again, like I said, it's I'm not going to rehash what I just said, but I, I enjoyed it. It was it was kind of fun. Uh, having you know, of course, I played it a lot last week too. I like that you just made that all by have yourself. Have you not seen anything I've done for I, months? Have you? I, I literally never watch your videos. So How I'm sorry. dare you? <laughs> I'm You're too a horrible amigo. I'm too captivated by Gary and all of his things. Well, I can't compete with that. Are you kidding me? So anyway, Zool Two, pretty fun. So uh, I got a wild hair. You know, I was going through our old. I was going through uh, our videos and saying like, what was our most viewed stuff? Because I thought, oh, whatever we haven't done. I'll make a make I'll make an amigos play out of it, you know. And so, a lot of the most viewed stuff we've got is from Gary. So I can't do nothing there. And then there's some stuff that I've done, you know, or me and you did what was, you know, hardware stuff. And then there's stuff we already did videos for, like I, I, amazingly, like micro pro wrestling and golf. We've talked about some of these goofy things that are TV sports football has like a thousand tons of views. Really? Yeah. The and it's the live is the the play of it, not the podcast mm-hmm. of it. So I thought, man, how bizarre. But amazingly, we our very first episode, which had a lot of hits, we never did an Amigas play for, which which obviously we didn't do those back then, which was Hybris. And I right, thought, you know, right. I love Hybris. I'm gonna fire this thing up. So I fired it up. And I I was I was fiddling with Amiga Forever, trying to get a right a, a proper output. I, I fiddle with the Amiga Forever too. Well, uh, and, oh, and, you mean the actual program? Because I've got the Amiga the for Amiga Forever software out pretty well, but I I haven't got it perfect. And so I had ran it on, I ran it, I finally got it to work, and I put, I was like, hey, I wonder what this does. So I, I switched from NTSC to PAL, mm-hmm. right? And I noticed that there was a, it, there was, it ran differently, which it, sh- it should. Remember we talked about that before with uh, a, the music from a game we ran, it was running too fast. Right? Yeah. And this is a common thing in America. So Now is this the, what we've got up here right now, is this that the is NTSC? That is me running in PAL. This is PAL. And you'll okay. notice that it runs, if you watch it for a few minutes and you, and you get the, you can see how quick it's going, uh, and then so I switch over to the NTSC version, which okay, you right here's there. Here's the NTSC, and you'll notice a, a tremendous difference in the amount and in, in how fast it runs. Oh, yeah, and it, actually it runs. It was a lot more fun. I I did a lot better too, as I explained in the video. Um, if you're an Amiga guy in the states, you get used to playing everything in PAL mode, and the screen's all jacked up. So my version of this for the uh, for the Amiga, the disc version, it was a PAL version. And the screen was slid down, and you just got used to playing it that way. Mm-hmm. So to play it uh, th- at this speed was a lot of fun. It really looks, I mean, it looks like an arcade game playing it, at this speed. It, do- it does. It, I mean, I, you know, one thing I liked about it, it does have sort of a um, meandering feel to it. Mm-hmm. 
and it, which I don't have. I don't. I mean, I like the PAL version, but I, I'd say this was. It does have a different feel when you're playing at full, uh, quick speed like this. So uh, it was just a little crazy experiment I did. But I just basically wanted to play hybrids again. I hadn't played it for a while, and I enjoyed it. I've got a. You know, I I've gotten a, a method now that I'm going to be cranking out a lot more of these. I've been playing a lot more. I'm really getting into it, and winter's coming. So I, I've got. I'm really feeling the flow this year for the. For the Amiga plays, so awesome. I'm, I'm going to be cranking out quite a few. We're of We're going to have another uh, multi-platform romp this uh, this coming Sunday over at Amigo Studios East. I so. think we're going to be for certain playing Zool 2 on the Jag, and I think we might dig into some 3DO this time Ooh, around. I will say fun. I put up the last of our Sega Saturn ventures, which was VR Golf. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see me and Boat, and especially as I mentioned under the video, my short game needs a bit of work. It was uh, my putting was god awful on that on that day. So yeah, so yeah, but that that's pretty much. I think that covers everything we released this week. Mm. You can see me again. Yeah, I know. I'm back. Put the I'm mask like back on. I'm like a floating head now. No. Yeah. So I've got something we're gonna try here. Since we're done with the news, we're done with the news, right? Yeah. So you know, as I mentioned, that uh, the uh, uh, new Kickstarts out. Kickstart uh, number eleven. Neil's magazine official magazine of the Amigos. And Neil always has, when he does a magazine, he puts in charts uh, for the for the uh, uh, games that were out that year. And I thought I'd go over some of these with you and just see what you thought about their place on the charts. And 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 uh, I'm not going to, because you'd never guess these in a row. So I'm just going to go down the top ten and see what you think about these. And we'll see if there's some here we haven't covered we might want to have a look at. So, so what, what this is from? This is from January-February of 92. Okay. Okay, on the Amiga. And it, there's also a few others I'll we'll just hit briefly. So, number 10 is a game called First Samurai, which I, we haven't played that one yet. No. I like samurai games, though. Number 9, Terminator 2, which okay. I, I believe that's the uh, gun game, mm -hmm. right? And number 8, and this is a game that comes up a lot. We haven't ever played it. At least I have Megalomania. Now, did, you ever a, do, did you do that on a, any Amigos play or anything? No. Boy, I get, I always think about that being like an old know, Atari yeah, that, computer that one over there, or something I like saw, that. Yeah. Now, number seven we have played, we both really liked, a surprising, Jimmy White's Snooker. Oh, yeah. Love Snooker. Love Snooker. Snooker. Uh, eight, our number six, Alien Breed, mm -hmm. right? Number five, The Simpsons. Now, I'm not sure about this. Is this is there just a straight Simpsons game? I don't we, think so. I think that that's Bart versus the Space Beans. Well, they've got two Bart games on the Amiga. Yeah. I wonder which one it is. Uh, number four, Lotus Turbo Challenge 2. Hey. We love that yep. one. Number three, James Pond 2. Number two, Heimdall. Remember, we had a look at that one a while back, I believe. I'm trying to remember Heimdall. I think it was in the magazine we okay. looked at it. Now, number one, I find appalling. Appalling, because it's so bad. And I looked at this in an Amiga's play, and it's god awful. Number one, number one Amiga game. This sunk the ship right here. In February 92, WWF WrestleMania. That game is god-awful. It and can't be that bad. It is hor You do a play on it and see what you mm -hmm. think about it. Now, here's something just for fun. Neil also puts in some stuff that's culturally relevant at the time, right? So, I'm looking over these movies that were out. I'm not going to go through all these, but I haven't heard of a big chunk of these. See, see if, you, if you've ever seen or heard of these, right? See if okay. you've heard or seen any of them. Okay, do you remember a game? Uh, this is the UK charts, Matthew. Yeah, but there's tons of bleed over, right? So, in 92... Number 10, This Is My Life. Nothing. 
Number nine, I remember hearing this, but I never saw it. Radio Flyer. Oh, yeah, I saw Radio Flyer. Is that something about a wagon or something? Well, it's a story about child abuse. It, oh, crap. That doesn't sound fun. It's, we'll, it's not really. Okay, number eight, The Mambo Kings. Yeah, that sounds pretty I remember good. that. Number seven, Mississippi Masala. I don't know. I'm not thinking. I think that's probably British. Number six, The Great Mouse Detective. I heard about that. One. Oh, real? What'd you think? It's good. It's a Sherlock Holmes Disney thing. Oh, okay. Number five, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. You ever seen that? Not seen that one. Uh, number four, this was an, this another appalling thing to see on the list. <laughs> Stop, or my mom will shoot. Remember that one? <laughs> I do. Horrible. I do. Number three, Final Analysis. No. These sound like made up, like Seinfeld movie names. Some of them. Number two, Medicine Man. Medicine Man. That I, I, mean, I get that confused with Lawnmower Man. And in number one, I have heard of and I have seen Wayne's World. Yes. So that that is not nearly as obscure as you made it out to be. Now, one more little thing, and then we'll to bring this to a close. Neil also puts in what was in the top ten music-wise. And, and, and since you're a music guy, this I thought this would appeal to you. So this is in the U.S. and the U.K. This was a dark time for music. Well, there's yeah. some good stuff on here. So And the U.K. chart's much better. So number 10 in the U.K., Madness, It Must Be Loved. Now, I liked Madness. Yeah. Remember them? Wow. Number nine, a band I didn't like, Simply Red. Remember Simply Red? They were huge in the U.K. For Your Babies. I don't remember that song. Mm. And then Brian Adams, Wet, Wet, Wet. I'm just going to skip through some of these. Michael Jackson, Remember the Time. Opus 3. I don't remember that one. That no. guy. Uh, the Pasadenas. I'm doing fine now. Meh. Never heard of that one. Someone named Shanice. You ever heard of Shanice? I Love Your Smile. The Temptations. You ever heard of them? Never. My Girl. Was it number two? I wonder if it's because of the movie. I guess so. And number one. I, and this is one of the reasons I even want to do this whole segment. Because I wanted to... I wanted to put forth the love that I had for the song. It's a band called Shakespeare's Sister, mm -hmm. and the song is called Stay. Have you ever heard this song? No. It is the creepiest song ever made. It's a, it's just real loving ballad, and then right in the middle of it, it's a hideous demonic threat. It's the darndest thing you've ever wow. heard. And the video is good, too. So that's the U.K. charts. I'm not going to go over I mean, the U.S. charts, listen to these names, right? You got Color Me Bad in there. <laughs> Poor Nirvana is that number eight with Smells Like Teen Spirit. I guess they were just getting ready to start their ascent, right? Mm -hmm. Then you got, I don't know who this is. You got George, now ironically, this is on the UK chart. George Michael and Elton John, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Uh, which that was a good tune. Yeah. Michael Jackson, Prince, and this is Prince's down phase, Diamonds and Pearls. That's not a bad song. I never liked it. Again, this chick Shanice, she's back. Wow. But now listen to these top two. They had The Temptations, Shakespeare's Sister. They, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. This is what we got. Mr. Big, to be with That's you. That's right, Monster Valley. And number one, right said Fred, I'm too I'm sexy. Too sexy. Yep. <laughs> That's hey, what we got. I know this time period very well because I was in fifth grade at this time, and I remember all of that. I remember the movie My Girl coming out. I was in love with the girl in My Girl. It was all, It was a great time to be alive. It was a great time to be in fifth grade at Hurricane Town Elementary School. No, no, it wasn't. So that was <laughs> night two. And, I, I mean, I, again, Neil goes on to a ton of cool stuff. He's got what was in the arcades in 92. I mean, you really get the feeling. And 92 was sort of a bad year. <laughs> As I look at those, it was a, it's not the best year for movies or, or for, for audio. But still, uh, they all can't be winners, right, no, Boat? No. All right, well. 
it is time to move on to our game of the week, Aaron. The game of the week. So. Amigos, game of the week. Remember when I used to put in those those uh, bumpers? You and did that work? like, it's funny, I was listening to an old show, and you did that, and it like, I about fell out of the chair. It was incredibly loud, because like, I didn't know how to balance this? the audio. Is, what, did, what did we do that? Yeah, so. So, this week, we're going to take a look at Castlevania. Now, before I want to preface this, uh, not a review, but a personal opinion. We both had a good idea that this was just trash. All right, we're not, we're, I want to leave my suspense. Are they going to like it? No, it's garbage. That much said, there's an interesting. It, I knew that buried in here would be some interesting stuff. So, and, and it's a little bit interesting. So, <laughs> really you solid. See how I Aaron. built that up. <laughs> so, Castlevania was released on the Amiga in 1990. It was unleashed in the it world. It was unleashed. It was let loose. Uh, it was developed by an outfit called Novo Trade. Now, I looked into these guys. I'm going to stop right here just so we could talk about it because we know what they released. So what were they doing? Okay, so Novo Blade, we've already covered one of their games. Hmm. They did Blades of Steel. Okay, which we makes sense. Konami. We didn't hate, all right? Yeah. They did Impossible Mission 2, which is a fairly popular game. Mm-hmm. And they did Mickey's Jigsaw Puzzle, you okay. know, Mickey Mouse. Right. Oh, that's, that's the that's sound uncanny. he makes. Yeah. <laughs> what is that sound anyway? What's he doing there? He's laughing. Oh, that's his laugh. What's he doing when he cries? Ho ho. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> do you make the same sound at a lower Every pitch time. when you cry? That's exactly <laughs> what I do. I'm sad, boat. <laughs> I'm happy. And he also did World Trophy Soccer. Ho ho. <laughs> so. These guys, let's talk about, because, uh, I mean, we've got to get into Trade them. is yeah. their name, right? That's right. So, first of all, they changed their name uh, around, uh, let's see, when they, they changed their name to Apollo, Appaloosa Interactive, which, eh. Appaloosa, that's, I wish I knew what that meant. I don't know. That yeah. means something. <clears throat> uh, now, get this. So, Nova Trade was founded in 1982 in Hungary. Hmm. So, a lot of the people that worked on this stuff were Hungarian. That makes sense. Who'd have thunk it, right? And who else would you get to do the Dracula again? There are a bunch of Hungarians, right? Very true, that part of the world. <clears throat> um, so, um, they they were around for a good while. They changed their name in 96, of November 96. So, they were they were uh, Nova Trade until 96, and they became Appaloosa Interactive. So, they had like a couple, they had 150 employees in 2001. They were still cooking. Wow. Ponder that, if you will, as we look at this game footage. <laughs> so, listen to some of these games they did. They did a bunch of games. I'm just going to name off some of the games they did. Oh, by the way, they, they flopped over in 2006. So, 11 years ago, they finally died, but that's still a pretty that's good, a good run. That's a good run, yeah. If you consider that they outlasted a lot of really good game uh, developers. So, they did uh, The Adventures of Batman and Rob on the Game Gear, which I've actually played. Get this, they did California Games on the Mega Drive. And, and some of the guys that worked on that worked on, well, at least one guy worked on that. Um, they did Contra, Legacy of War, and the Contra Adventure on the PlayStation. Those I remember hearing about those. Get this, they did Echo the Dolphin. And they did all the Echo games. Hmm. Who'd have thunk that, yeah. right? Again, looking, uh, looking at what we're seeing right, on the screen right, right now. Right, because those Echo games were not bad. They did Exo Squad, which is one of my favorite cartoons. I don't know if the game's any good. Holyfield Boxing they did. They did Impossible Mission 2 on pretty much all all ports. They did pretty much everything on that. They're la- oh, they did Karotica. They ported that. Um, they did a lot of, you know, dud stuff. I mean, I, there's a million things on here. I'm not going to go through them all. 
but uh, one thing they did do, and this is their last game, and I sort of want to play it, <laughs> Jaws Unleashed. And they released that in 2006. So that's a weird. I think we, I swear to you, did we talk about Jaws Unleashed? Because I remember we were thinking, why did they do a Jaws game in 2006? Right. I, I'm that? sure that we mentioned that. So uh, they, that was their last game before they, they flopped over. So kind of weird. So the next thing I wanted to do is like, who worked on this? Who were the individuals? Well, uh, they're not listed on Hall of Light. They're not listed anywhere, but they are listed in the game. So I got their names. I want them to be held liable for these. So, <laughs> and these are in Hungarian. So I'm going to give this a shot. Okay. So you got a guy named Peter Agax. He, I think he was the artist. It doesn't say what they did, but I, looking at what the other stuff they had done, I tried to kind of guess. Now get this. These guys had great names. This guy, I think, was a graphics guy. He also did programming. Zoltan Toff. Oh, man. Anytime you can name yourself Zoltan. Zoltan Toff. That's the guy from Big, the fortune and, teller. And get this. his You know what his nickname was? And he appears in some games under his nickname, Sultan. That's a cool nickname, that too. That is a cool but nickname. But I'm telling you, if your name's Zoltan, you don't need to go nickname. with that. Yeah. You know, if my name was Zoltan, <laughs> I'd have a T-shirt with it on there. <laughs> Just like Wilcox was wearing at the you party. Know, American names are so lame. You know, they it's are. like a Bill. Bill. Bill that Smith. That stinks. Yeah. We don't have a Zoltan walking around. So then you've got a guy, and here's another guy with a great name, Joseph Molnar, and he spells it J-O-Z-S-E-F. That's awesome. Now, this guy was a programmer. I think he was a programmer on this game. They never, one thing they don't do on any of their credits is tell you who did, like, the music. So that's one thing I don't know. Uh, this guy was a programmer on California Games for the Genesis. Okay. So I know that for sure. And then uh, you had a guy here named Tomas Potrovitz, right? I don't know what he did exactly on the game. He's listed in a lot of games as miscellaneous. Mm -hmm. He did, but he did work on Blades of Steel, so I know that for sure. And the last guy here, and I got this from a no, whole different source. I was try, I was trying to figure out who did the music for this. Now the music is all based on, it's all based on music from the original game, right? So. I don't. I don't believe that to be true. Well, that's that's what I've. I've now you would know better than me. Now what I read. Well, I'll get to the music in a second. But this, the guy that I think did the music is a guy named Andreas Magyari. Okay. Now, uh, now one thing this guy did, Andreas, is he did it. He would create MIDI files uh, that were converted to uh, like the Genesis from a, a proprietary sound device, a sound creation device. So I don't know. I don't know if he actually, he's listed on several sites as the author of the music. I can't confirm it with like any of my usual sources, but I, you know, what the heck. Uh, so anyway, those that's the crew that put this together, a bunch of Hungarians. Kind of neat. Mm -hmm. Some of these guys are still working, so more power to them. You, can, you can't win them all. And we don't know what, one thing when you kill these guys on, on these horrible, horrible games, who knows what kind of constraints they were under time. Right. Maybe they had two weeks to do this. Yeah. Right. So you never know. So anyway, <clears throat> getting back to the game. So this game came out on one disc. Uh, again, it was this came from Konami. Uh, we know them all too well. Batman Returns. They did Bill Elliott, uh, NASCAR, uh, Blades of Steel, Double Dribble, which we looked at, Super C, and the Teen Teen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Those are all Konami licenses on the Amiga. Uh, one player... That's it. It runs on the old school ECS OCS, uh, and it's a uh, side side scrolling, I guess, uh, platforming. I don't know what you call it, platforming beat 'em up. Does that sound about right? Oh, I wouldn't call it a beat 'em up. <laughs> How would you go on this? I, I, I just go side, pin it somewhere. Yeah, side scrolling. Um, 
just a side-scrolling platformer. Okay. So this was converted. That's funny. This was converted to a lot of stuff. Some of this you would have known. Some of you might not know, right? So uh, you've got your Commodore 64 version, which I actually had a look at. We'll get to that in a little while. MSX2, the uh, Famicom disc system, which I've heard about the disc version is different from the Famicom than the actual right. non-disc version. Do you know what the difference yeah, is? Yeah, the, uh, the Famicom disc system version is actually more of a role-playing game. There's really? a lot more items and stuff, and it, you know it's called Vampire Killer. In, 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 right, in, right. Uh, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot more in depth, and a lot of the things that appeared in Symphony of the Night uh, were borrowed from that FDS version of the game. No kidding, no mm -hmm. kidding. So it also appeared on the NES, of course, and slash Famicom, the regular non-disc-based version. The Virtual Console, the PC had a port, which I looked at that too. I'm sure that was god awful. Um, the Sharp X6800, which or 68000, I'm shortchanging it by you know, <laughs> uh, and. The, MSX, right? I'm sure they had an MSX port. Uh, I, did, I said MSX2. Oh, did you? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, <laughs> um, it was pretty well ported, which I'll be honest with you, I didn't know they had that many ports, honestly. I didn't know Konami was working the PC market, the any either. I mean... You know, the reason why I remember that is because, do you remember, I don't know, maybe this was after your time, but we used to get these pamphlets at school, this classic book fair where you could order stuff. No, I had those, yeah. And there were always... Uh, like port PC games in there, and they were always ports of console games. Really? Yeah. And so I remember seeing like Street Fighter Two for MS DOS. I and, had that. And um, and Castlevania and Mega Man for DOS. For whatever reason, they had an in with the with these guys. If this thing came out in '90, I'm wondering if the if it was a if the DOS version was a booter or not. Probably not. At that, it was probably just straight up DOS. So. Um, so let's talk about what this game is. And I know you've probably played this a lot more than I have. Tell everyone, if you haven't played Castlevania, what's the scoop of what Castlevania is? Okay. The plot and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, you are a member of the Belmont clan, Simon Belmont, and uh, you are your job, Dracula has reawoken, and your job is to go to Dracula's castle and traverse through it to, uh, to find Dracula and kill him. Um, the game plays out over a mini-map sort of like Ghosts and Goblins, where you can see where, where you've been and where you're going. And uh, you basically go all through the castle. Uh, there are, you go through each, at the end of each stage, there's a little mini boss. And the mini bosses borrow freely from, you know, other monster movies. There's you battle Frankenstein, Medusa. Um, there's, there's lots of different monsters that you can fight. And as you go throughout the castle, there's some role-playing elements. You can um, get, pick up different weapons and use them. Uh, there are there's a currency with the items too. You pick up a, you know you pick up things and that gives you certain numbers of uses for uh, for your weapons. Um, one thing that this was the first game that I ever saw on the console that had a life bar for the boss. Most of the time you hit the boss till he turns starts flashing or whatever. Right, you don't get the no. Right. Um, so I thought that that was cool. Um, the enemies are, you know, they're varied. Um, the, the whole game has a really cool atmosphere to it. It's a very gothic sort of thing. Um, and, uh, of course, the Simon Belmont's uh, weapon of choice is a whip. Uh, although you get several projectile weapons, your main weapon is always a whip. And, it's of course, you're fighting, as you get these levels, you're fighting a bunch of crazy monsters. You've got Medusa heads, and you've got bats, and you've got zombies, mm -hmm. and, you know, junk like that. So... Uh, I know this game was uh, sort of almost legendary on the NES, right? I mean, mm -hmm. this was a big deal on the NES. Yeah. Um, I played this when it came out, and I 
didn't like it. And I still don't like it. I don't, I've never understood what the fuss was about. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the idea of a game where you take on Dracula and monsters and stuff. But it just, the whole idea of going around and, and whipping sconces and, and uh, getting, you know, stuff out of them, it just seems, I mean, it just seemed like, it was a lot like the Zelda, I say probably Zelda. It's like you go around and everywhere you go, you dig a hole or whatever, pull up plants. It's just, it's, I don't get it. I've never understood. It didn't make any sense to me why you would even do it. I know you're going to rebuke me somehow, but I was, to me, it, I didn't like having to go and whip everything well, I saw. Well, let me ask you a question. If you were going to introduce power-ups into this game, how would you do it? Probably a leveling system. Sort of like Kadash, I thought would be a... Would, now, granted, Kadash was well after this, but, I mean, ideally... I mean, I, hey, I'm, I understand what you're saying. This is an old game... They were playing what they, they they were playing the hand they were dealt with the and with what they had to work with. Because I mean, like you're not just going to otherwise you end up with Zool, where stuff is just laying around everywhere. Well, it doesn't have to be that bad, but you know, I mean, hey, listen, I came. You got to understand the, and this is conditioning for me. I came off the PC where stuff was a little more involved than this, and so I had kind of I wasn't really playing these kind of games at the time. It's funny I've played more Castlevania this week than I've ever played combined. And I even played a little bit on the NES, and I enjoyed it more than I ever did before. Uh, uh, for one thing, the NES version is a lot is even easier than this one because I can control my guy. Mm-hmm. That's, we'll get to that in a minute. But I'll just for full disclosure, I was never a big fan of the series. Now, I, as it went on, I haven't played the newer ones, and I'm, they are probably pretty. Have awesome. you played any of the other Castlevania? I've not. I've never okay. played a single okay. other one. So I, again, I, and so I'm not condemning the series or any of that stuff. And I like the music from several, like. Uh, what Symphony of the Night? I think mm-hmm. that's got tremendous tunes. I've listened to the soundtracks of a bunch of them, but I've never played them. So, like Boat said, you go through. I think there's six levels, aren't there? And you also, and at the end, you fight Dracula. Mm-hmm. Not to spoil it, uh, and you and you and he has a couple different forms. I think he's two forms or three forms. I can't remember. He's got there's the Dracula where he opens his cape and shoots stuff. And then there's that weird monster he turns into, and then you win, right? That's the and that's the last guy. So. Um, that much said, it's it's a it's your basic run to the right or run to the left. Go you know go up and downstairs and shoot stuff. Um, if the atmosphere is cool, um, again keeping in mind this was ported over from an eight bit NES to a certain degree. Uh, for an NES, if if I saw this screen on an NES, I'd be like, yeah, that looks pretty good. To see this screen on an Amiga is is horrible. It it when you can say, hey, that's comparable to the NES version. Not good. Right. Not good. Right. Uh, and and that's so we'll we'll look at the NES version actually. Let's so and so that's here. my that's my first gripe. The the I mean this looks as eight bit as you can get, you know it doesn't look it doesn't look that good. Um, secondly, um, we, this thing has individual tunes for each level. Okay, um, they aren't very good either. I mean the tunes themselves probably are okay, but the actual implementation of the tunes on the Amiga. Subpar. I mean, consider. I just listened to a bunch of stuff from Shadow of Beast this week, and it, I mean, it's the same system. They had the exact same stuff. There's is inexcusable to have this kind of crummy sound. This is like ad lib level sound, not mm-hmm. good. So there's that. But I can forgive both those things, all right? Because inside there's an interesting game, and it's like I said, the theme is cool. But the, there's one sin that this game commits that is in, that is unforgivable, and that is the controls. This thing is a, a, a hot mess when it comes to controlling Simon here. And you, you, it's, it's difficult if you're watching at home and you're watching this, this, this long play that we have going on here. 
it's difficult for you because this this guy is obviously an expert at this game and he's making it look easy. But this game does not control nearly as well as he's making it look. He, the guy, I have he has trouble turning. He has trouble um, moving moving up and down stairs. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. The fact that you, it's funny. The one thing you, I, I thought, man, this is gonna be a real tough thing to get around is, and on the NES version, you've got that second button to throw your other weapon. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, that's gonna be a real hassle. That wasn't that big a deal to me. Holding the button down a little longer, yeah. that worked fine. Uh, it's just the, the the fact of moving. Right. The, uh, it's, uh, su- such a large part of this game is negotiating stairs as yes. you move throughout the castle. And you have to be totally lined up with those stairs or you'll jump instead. Yes, and that is a real hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I don't like is the, is the enemies. Uh, they come out and they come out in bunches and they'll... And, it's one of those games where if you take leave the screen for a split second, they're right they're coming right back at you, a big horde of them, and it's a real pain in the butt. I noticed the, the DOS version is the same thing. Um, that I mean, you'll have so much stuff on your tail, and if you stop, it's it's what what gets you in trouble is when you have enemies on both sides mm-hmm. of you, right? I was going to ask you, we had the same problem. The, yeah, yeah, and that's true. To be fair, that's true in the NES game too. Really? Yeah. The well, I mean, any way it goes, turning to the other side is a chore, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be. And I think it's magnified in the Amiga version because of the jump situation. Right. Well, it's it's comparable to Kung Fu or uh, Karate Master, where you know you've got the legions of guys, and then you turn around, and there's a bunch of them, and they're right that, on top of you. It's funny. I just played that this week. It's funny you should mention that. And I will say, yeah, and you're right. Although that one you can spin quicker mm-hmm. than you can. I played on the arcade machine with the arcade controls, granted. But I tried all kinds of crazy stuff to have better control on this. I played with the keyboard, believe it or not. And this has keyboard support. I played with uh, uh, a couple of different joysticks. I played the gamepad. And nothing gave me any sort of, uh, nothing worked to make it better. It just, he just is a slow he also is goofy looking. He's I mean, don't you think he's? I mean, he looks goofier than <laughs> he any looks, other version. Yeah, he looks pretty darn goofy in this. He one. walks he, weird. He, yeah, he he walks strangely. He's not really like the jump animation is right out of Huckleberry Hound, yes, where there's no bending did. of the knees. You know something um, else? I mean, if you look, I looked at the C sixty four version of this. And the CC4 version doesn't look as nice, but it's so much. It looks so much better. Right, and that's uh, the thing. If it, we if we switch over and look at the NES game, I mean, it doesn't. The the sprite is not as detailed, but overall, I think the game looks better. The way it uses colors and the way that the of course the sprite is animated much better. Now the the. This game is not going to win any awards for fluid animation on any platform. He's always kind of awkward when he walks, yeah, when know, he jumps. It's, it's every weird, version. He has almost hunchy looking. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, what really gets me, I mean, it's you can get past a lot of this stuff. And like you said, the other versions aren't as attractive. But if they, they just look better to play. And, mm-hmm. and, and they are better in the case of the NES. I, I didn't get to try the other ones, but I tried that one. Uh, the uh, uh, Even the PC, he didn't look as lumbery or as tough to control as he does on the Amiga version. Plus, I'll tell you something else about the Amiga version. It's dropping frames like they're going out of style. Mm-hmm. Why? How is this possible? Right. This is the freaking Amiga. We can't freaking run this 8-bit, like, little dinky game. I mean, are you kidding me? They're inexcusable. And so what that tells me is this probably was a rush job. Uh, I don't know when exactly. I don't think I've got the month it came out. I know it came out in 90, but I'm wondering if it's one of those deals where they're like, we need to get this out now to capitalize on such and such. I mean, it, it didn't happen. And you'll notice that no other Castlevania games came out in the Amiga, and I'm wondering 
uh, and I'll get into this later in terms of availability, but I'm, I'm guessing this didn't do well. Mm-hmm. And you would think, I mean, I know you would know better than me, but when Castlevania came out on NES, it was, I know it was a big hit, but I mean, it was pretty much a big hit instantly, right? It's not like it took years to develop a following or anything. Oh, yeah, and this came out. What year did this come out on the Amiga? 1990. Okay, so this is this was already a three-year-old game. Right, right. It came out I mean, several years yeah. previous on the uh, on the NES. Uh, so, so the, in fact, I want to say that there were already three Castlevanias on the NES by the time the first one came out on the Amiga. That's probably another reason it didn't sell well. Because right. Because if you're porting all this stuff... Now, I know the NES wasn't a big deal in the UK or, or, or in Europe in general. But still, I mean, by the time this comes out and they're on the third one, mm-hmm. you're feeling like you're getting left behind, yeah. right? So... This game, I will say, I did go, I did look through the music uh, library on it to see what all it had, and um, it's got different tunes for every stage. It's got tuned, you know, got tuned for the little the kind of few cutscenes it has. It's not really have cutscenes, just like stuff that happens when mm-hmm. people die. Yeah, or the, the music on this game is is fine, but it is not based any way on the the NES music. It's well, a totally different soundtrack. Now, I went to a couple different websites, including a Castlevania wiki. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm just I, having not played the NES enough to know. I'll just say this: from what they said, these these tunes were based on the NES version, but they were uh, many of them were put in out of order. Oh, so the stages were okay. different. Okay, I take it than, back. Then they now I'm, you could be completely right, but this is what I read that the, that 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 the music was different in different places than it was in the original. Because I mean that that first stage Castlevania music. Let me just play a little bit of it for our our fans. Um, this is immediately recognizable. Like this is one of the great tunes in the NES library, and that is not present on the Amiga version. So maybe you do see this later on. Yeah, it. I, I was uh, I was underwhelmed to say the least with the with the music. Make sure you mute that when you're done. I did. Um, so again, this would be the last uh, this would be the last version of Castlevania that the Amiga would get. Uh, you know, amazingly, you know, there are a few things that make me wonder if this game got a, a very wide release, and I don't think it was released at all in, in the U.S. Okay, but that's just a hunch. Okay, so. Number one hint that makes me think it wasn't didn't have a wide release. It got only I could only find one review for it, and I looked all over to try to find more. And I'm talking, I don't mean like reviews like on the guys from Lemon, although it got killed on there. Like <laughs> I think I got 3.63. Uh, it only had one magazine review that I could find. That was in Joystick magazine in '91. It got an 81 percent. No Amiga Joker. No, no, that's it. Wow. That's all. So that tells you right there that this thing didn't get reviewed well. So either they didn't, I mean, and you know, but you know, these magazines, they were reviewing anything at one point, but this didn't get hardly any reviews. So the the release on this thing must have been real low. And then secondly, uh, you know, every week I go through and get you eBay prices. This has not appeared on eBay at all. I could not find any copies. I found copies for the C64. But there were no Amiga copies at all that I could find. Wow. And I even looked at the complete auctions. There's nothing. So what that tells me is uh, if you've got a copy of this, you're probably sitting pretty. I did find, this is funny, as I'm looking for, I was like, okay, I can't find anything on eBay. Let me see if anyone's selling these independently. And I found a guy on the Amiga, the English Amiga forums from 2010. Okay, keep this in mind. He was offering one hundred and twenty dollars for any for a copy of this or Blades of Steel or something else. I mean, for one copy, and he got zero responses. Now you you know how these boards are. 
for that kind of money, people would sell just about anything, and he mm-hmm. got and, it, and he got no response, and he checked back for a year. So I'm guessing that this is a very, very rare game. Uh, I even had trouble finding box art. I mean, it was, I found, of course, it was on Hall of Light after I went and looked, but I was just like, usually I'll just Google it, and it was I mean, finding the one that said Amigo on it was real tough to find. So what that tells me is it was released to somebody, but I don't know who. I don't know when, and I don't know where, and I don't know how well it did. I'm guessing not well. We've done a lot of games on this show, and I can count the ones that I couldn't find any eBay on on one Probably on three or four fingers. Not even a whole hand would do it. Uh, it's just, it's very, very unusual for mm-hmm. them to, to, to not have a copy. Um, a few other things I noticed on it. Um, the ending's different. Uh, the in, I actually played, I, I, I did find, did you find a, a, walk, a cheat for this? Did you find anything you could use to, a, a trainer when no, you played it? No. I found one. Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at this. When you beat the game, it says Hall of Blame. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> So when uh, this game on the on the NES, right? When you beat the game, it does some several things that I think are really f- cool, right? First, uh, you beat Dracula, and then it zooms out and it shows like the castle you were in, and it goes it starts crashing to the ground slowly but surely, and all eventually like it sort of caves in on itself, mm-hmm. right? And a very neat scene. I, I like that. And Is then, it the scene we're about to watch presently? Um. No, no, the game is. So I'm going to talk about this guy too. <laughs> so, and and then after it does that, it it shows you credits, and these credits are all like old movie monster actors. You've got Bella Lugosi and Lon Chaney. All the all the credits are these old actors, which I think is I thought it was very cute. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember hearing about this a long time ago. I think that's kind of neat, you know. And, and the Amiga version. Lightning just strikes where the thing was, and it just goes away. Mm. Much lamer yeah. than the actual falling down of the castle. And then it goes right to that hall, of, the, the hall of fame, except it's called the hall of blame. Right. Which I don't know what the even, what is that? Why would you even write that? I don't know. <laughs> hall of blame. It's on you for buying this thing. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, and and, and uh, so I thought that was uh, pretty lame. And then one other thing I wanted to point out is on the open, and maybe this is on the NES. You explain this to me. On the opening screen of this, it shows it shows the the castle, it shows Belmont and you know out there and everything, and then it shows this um, like a, a scroll. A, a guy appears, a fat fairy, all right, and then he has a wand or something. He goes burn, and then it shows the the guys that did the conversion, which is where I got their names. What's the deal with the fat fairy? Okay. Is he on any other version? No. So the, I thought to myself, what is this? The, this doesn't make any sense at all here. So Konami's. Um Konami's games on the NES all look the same. They're early games. You, there's none of this. There's none of this fat fairy nonsense. Yeah, I mean, what is you? Know, and um, here he comes if you're watching yeah. the video. Who is this guy? Yeah, it's a fat guy, and he and he just kind of waves a wand, and then this thing unfurls, very right. crumbly. Now this is how the NES version starts. It looks it looks poor, don't you think? And, and yeah. again, the inclusion of this fat fairy at the beginning it, it takes the game data peg right out the gate. So the NES version has. It looks like a movie, basically. That's it's right. Got film stock. Yeah, I, and I have seen that. It looks so much better. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then when you push start, you get this really cool, you know, sequence of going into the the castle and everything. And, and if you look at the Amiga version, the castle is more colorful, but it's not nearly as cool looking, in my opinion. It looks. Yeah. Yeah, it looks. It you, looks you, like, you also don't have any animation up here in the sky like yeah. you do in the NES version. It's so. it's it's lazy. Yeah. It's it's all lazy. Yeah. I mean, they took time to animate that fat fairy in the scroll. Thank God they put him in. But the rest of it's, it's it's lazy. So, not to beat a dead horse, but bad music, check. Bad visuals for the 
era of your computer, absolutely check. Like, and something else we didn't mention, glitchy, flashing, frame rate dropping, crummy action, performance problems, check. Mm -hmm. Control problems, check. It checks every box to be a complete stinker. And I know if you've played this before, you're you're not. It's just no great revelation. But in my opinion, this game stinks. Vote. <laughs> yeah. Well, the 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 big secret about Castlevania is that Castlevania is not a great playing game on any platform. Uh, it does not control nearly as well as Mario or Metroid or Mega Man or any of those classic platformers that we associate with this time period. Uh, it's clunky, your character moves weird, the enemies spawn at crazy amounts, um, the jumping mechanic is insane, the jumps, that you, the precision jumping is hard. So Castlevania, even in its best form, I'm talking about Castlevania 1, is not, uh, is not an all-time great. The reason why it's remembered as such is because of the atmosphere and because for a lot of people it was one of the first NES games that they played. Right. Um, the series really reached its apex on the PlayStation 1 with, or actually in the Saturn, I think was actually released first with Symphony of the Night. That's what I was. That played. is an all-time, that's one of the greatest games of all that's time. That's the one you play back, you go, go through it, then you can play it inverted, right. then you can play with another character. Yeah, yeah. It is, that is a fantastic game in every sense of the word. Right. Uh, Castlevania 2 is a totally different game. It's like Super Mario Brothers and Mario 2. Castlevania 2 is all role-playing. There's no score. It's a 2D role-playing game, one of the few out there. And uh, you, you go through different places and uh, you, you collect money and you buy, you upgrade your equipment and things like that. Castlevania 3 is like Castlevania 1, except longer, more difficult, and with additional characters. One neat thing about Castlevania 3 is that you, um, it is, it's always one of the games when you buy like the multi-carts that the sound is always screwed up because that actually included a sound chip. Mm. That game included a sound chip which allowed you to have multiple different uh, voices in the music. I see. Yeah, I, I have to, it seems like I have heard that. Yeah. So um, that that's really the history of the eight-bit Castlevania games. I would say if you're going to play this, uh, and you want to play it on a C, on a Commodore, I would go with the C64 version because I haven't watched it, I haven't played it, but it looks it's got a better rep and it looks a lot more playable. And really, the graphics on it's not like the graphics on this are getting great shakes. Right. You know, your guy's still a lumbering goofball, mm -hmm. but at least on that you control. It's funny some of these games I come across. And people were like, the C64 version is better. And sometimes it is. I mean, sometimes it just, it's amazing that you could botch something to that degree. But, you know, botch they have. And this this one here was a was a big botch. So, as usual, to keeping with our Halloween tradition. <laughs> another stinks. fine, horrible game <laughs> that we brought you. But, uh, uh, you know, hey, it's got a cool box cover. And if you can find it, you're rich. You got that going for you. Yeah. And if anyone out here, out here has it... Um, Drop us a line. I'd like to know who bought this and what you thought when you got it. It's one of those games you get at home. You're like, oh god, right? You know what a what a dud. So there you go, Castlevania. I wish I had better news. I was really. I, it's funny. I will say this about it. I like. Have, I like. I said I've never been a big Castlevania guy, but uh, uh, it got me kind of. You know, I kind of dug it a little bit. I could get into it. And like I said, haven't played on NES. You know, maybe I've mellowed a little bit in my old age. So I'm, maybe, maybe I can give this game I got another whirl. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not right. Not this week. Anyway. Not right now. Yeah. All right. Well, Aaron, I was going to do another uh, another little uh, old computer quiz for you. Okay. Um, I'm looking around here in this magazine. Okay. Here's here's a good one. All right. 
Okay, because this is uh, a little bit older machine, so you can see how much how cheaper. Because last week we were talking about 486s, right? right? And so they were, of course, they were still selling 386s. I'm sure that you still uh, were using many a 386 throughout your daily life. You know, I never though. owned a 386. Really? No, I never did. So, but anyway, they were still around. I, I used probably more 386s than any other 86 style machine. That was what they had in the schools at the time. Um, this is a Hyundai computer, which I didn't even realize that Hyundai made computers yeah, that were out, sold in the United the States. Um, and uh, it has an Intel processor. Uh, this is a 386SX 20 megahertz computer with an 80 meg hard drive with 2 mega RAM. Okay. Uh, it does have a coprocessor. No, it doesn't. It just has it's the got socket. A slot for a yeah. Minute, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's got one 3.5 and one 5 and a quarter floppy drives. Um, anything else? Monitor? Two, uh, no monitor, but it does have a 16 bit VGA video card with 640 by 480. Okay. Um, with 256K RAM. Uh, comes with uh, Microsoft Windows 3.1 and DOS 5. You want to take a guess at the price of this computer? With no monitor, 386. I want to go with four and a quarter. A little bit low. This is going for 629. That's 629. too much. That's way too much. But of course, it's a name brand. They're going to go a little higher than your clones. Mm. I mean, your super clones. Hyundai's a real company. Yeah, you know? that's true. I. I drive a Hyundai car. There you go. Um, so anyway, that is uh, our computer quiz for the week. One thing I want to talk about before we wrap it up, um, we have we have decided to extend the Amigos Challenge for one more week uh, to get uh, get everyone one last chance to get in. Uh, I've gotten a good response so far. Finally, I was getting submissions this week. I was pleased. And uh, we're going to go one more week, so that means we're going to finish the, the, the date the end date for this will be a week from today, which, Bo, do you want to help me out here on what a week from today is? The 31st is Tuesday, so 1st, 2nd, 3rd. November 3rd will be the final day for uh, the Amigos Challenge. Again, the Amigos Challenge this time around, Turrican 2, one man, one chance, uh, best score with one man, no cheating. And uh, send me your video. The rules that we need are on the forums, and the forums are located at forums.amigoseverything.org. Really? No. Everythingamiga.com slash forums. I wasn't now, expecting you to. Why would you, you tell to, them the wrong thing? Because I wasn't expecting you to ask me to talk. I was disrobing. Oh, God. You should never stand up and I personally apologize. I, I, I looked away. <laughs> Thank God. All right, Aaron, it's time. We're going back to the 90s for this one. I guess we go back to the 90s almost every week. Every my, week. my entire guitar repertoire consists of songs between like 1991 and 1996. All right. Except for when I did that awesome rendition of, um, of Steely Dan last It was week, awesome. Which you poo-pooed. According to you. All right. You ready? I'm ready. I'm going to put my listening toque on here. Oh, no. Not this song. Oh, man. Oh, my. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Alan Kebab, Graham Vibke, Brent Dowdy, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, Christopher Hassel, Kim Tommy Hun, Kim Tommy wow. Humbert, Stan Jonas, Rulo, THT, Alan.
Alan Kebab, Anthony Chavez, tapes from the crib. Josh Nan, Will Williams, Adam Battersby. Chris Foles, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Darren Cuttles, Ravi Abbott, Jason Wands, Pix Ladon, yeah! Lane Vincent, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Neil Mansell, Adam Battersby, and Joe Bjorn Barman. You really went up and got that one, didn't you? I did. I always go up to get it. Go up and put it back. <laughs> So, God if you would like to have your name added to that illustrious list of musical genius. You remember who sang that? Blind Melon. That's right. Shannon remember the, Hoon. You remember the video for the that? The late great, yeah, the B-Girl. The B-Girl. She was a big deal for a while. She was. She was. I wonder what she's doing right now. <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? Like maybe she's still in music. Or maybe dance. So. I doubt it. <laughs> um, but... They, I think that that was really their only hit, right? You know, nothing is more appalling to me than some glory hound goofball in a dumb outfit trying to get attention. I can see why you'd say that. Next week, Aaron, we are going to take a look. You know what? I didn't even finish that thought. You had a thought? Listen, guys. Patreon. It's a thing. Wait a minute. What's happening here? Oh, now it's a... Go, go, go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. The, um... Patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. If you would like to support this show, if you would like to see more Amiga-related talk, video, buffoonery, sombreros, what, whatever. Are you mocking me? Um, you know, help us out. A dollar a month. It's cheap. Or fitty. Or fitty. Whichever you prefer. One or the other. Um, yeah, yeah. Also... Uh, Amigos shirts. If you go over to uh, everythingamiga.com and click on the clothe yourself link there on the page, you can get one of these uh, Amigos shirts just like Daz. When's my mime and, and, and puppet? The mime and puppet bar. show. Are the mime and puppet it's bar. Not a show. Can you imagine that show? <laughs> the mime and puppet bar shirt is coming soon. I am in negotiations. I thought we were going to actually with, start the uh, restaurant. Oh. There's a shirt too? Well, we could do both. Do you do any mime or puppetry? I do a little of both. Really? Can we see a little something? I not. I mean, I'm not prepared. Can you do a little it's, mime right now? I, I've got. I got this one. You ready? Yeah. You like that? I don't. That's getting into a car. That's really. Yeah. Wow. I'd stick with puppetry then. Sir. Okay. Well, you'll see a little puppetry next week. Um, but yeah. I don't even know. But what, yeah, what I don't even know. What Man, we're this talking shirt about slid anymore. off the cliff, didn't it? My pants are coming off. They're not really no. pants. They're not really. <laughs> now they look like some sort of like genie pants. I don't know. That's not what they look. It's like. It's getting weird in here. Um. Anyway, next week, Aaron, we're gonna do another Amiga game. Well, no, you don't know what we're doing, do you? You're, I do. You're panicking, trying to figure it out. I I knew you'd say that. We're gonna do WizKid. Okay, WizKid we played on the Amigathon, and it is so crazy. It is so out there. 
That is a weird game. That uh, that I couldn't believe it. And so we're gonna we're gonna take an in depth look. It's weird what you're doing with that mask. Well, right he now. can't puppet this you, guy. You can't. Hi, how are you? You can't puppet a luchador. No, you don't. That's a he puppets you. Thing. That's yeah. true. Um, what are we doing, Whiz Kid? Whiz Kid. I thought it was Whiz Ball. Yeah, Whiz Kid. Whiz Ball too. That's right. I got you. That's right. Um, so until then, make sure you keep checking out um, us on Facebook. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We're going to put up a special Halloween video of Aaron's Halloween party. Also, uh, happy yellow, happy orange and black spirit day, if that's your bag. Okay. Uh, and also... Um, oh, yeah, video of my party. Yeah. It well, was a happening. We'll have a video of your party that goes up. Make sure you keep following us on YouTube at Amigos Retro Gaming. We're going to have a bunch of new content coming out uh, continuously. And uh, if you have any questions, drop us a line at amigos at amigospodcast.com. All right, Aaron, let's take this thing out. We'll see you guys next week. Adios. It's always the G string. Like it matters. Oh, yeah. Oh, the G string. I like it. Duncan Styles. Duncan Styles. Duncan Styles, Duncan, Duncan Styles, 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 Duncan Styles. Duncan Styles, Duncan Styles. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now that's pretty good right there, I think. <laughs>